listening to the bob and bo show here are your hosts ty bob ty bo and sean welcome to the show everyone i am ty bob joined by ty bo and sean we've got some pre-show antics going absolutely wild right now we're gonna tiktok them we're gonna tiktok them yeah if you if you haven't noticed we are yeah. on tiktok not just youtube i i haven't plugged that yet bob and bo show go follow us on there uh we've got some good antics uh but there are some news pieces that need to be discussed before we get too far into today's show. Uh, there was a press conference, as usual, on Thursdays, and uh, the question was asked to uh, Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster on uh, about his future, uh, where he did state um, that if it were up to him, Kansas City would be where he resides. He loves the team. He loves the city. He feels like he can build a family here. Uh, coming from Nate Taylor, it was at the near midway point of the season, Juju Smith-Schuster made it clear that he wants to stay with the Kansas City Chiefs past this season. Uh, that's when you can go into the press conference uh, and get that information from Juju himself. It seems pretty clear that he wants to stay here from his answer. What are your guys' hopes and expectations for Juju? Juju Smith-Schuster past this season. I want him to stay for sure. Um, I'd I'd be okay with letting MBS walk at the at this point. Um, not that I feel like he's played bad. Um, I think at times he struggled to get separation. But of the two receivers, Juju's the guy that I'd rather see come back. Um, I'm MVS's deal is only for three years, but you know That's I feel out like- after this year. Okay, if, I feel like we, we should to. probably take that. There's other routes that we can go. Kadarius, Tony, Juju Smith-Schuster um, look like the guys that I want to have back on this team for next year. Um, but it, it's also it, – those are going to be – that's going to be like a highly negotiated like price point for his, for his salary the next couple of years, um, especially if he continues playing the way that he is. So, Yeah, he's going to get paid no matter what. I believe he's only made around $16 million in his – uh, career so far, so Just look for him to look for him to try to average about sixteen million at the minimum for his next contract. You know, pre-show Sean and I had looked around, um, kind of what the price point is for receivers, guys in his area uh, of production um, and stature, <laughs> number twos and whatnot are. Um, making around the 20 million mark. Now that would be a little out of the expectation for Kansas city. If um, we would not have $118 million in cap space in this upcoming season for 2023. Uh, So expect there to be a little wiggle room, expect maybe what team, what people would call consider hometown discounts. It's obviously not hometown. He's from California and he started off in Pittsburgh, but given the way that this possibly may feel given his answer at the press conference, he could be seeing Kansas city as a hometown and willing to take that deal. Speaking of deals, there's a lot of deals going on around meat, beef and pork during the football season, especially in Kansas city, uh, because we are barbecue town. What a segue. What a segue. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, oh my god 
and given that we are not only barbecue central, but tailgate central when it comes to the Kansas city chiefs, Tybo, give us your top five for this week. You're, you're going to have to help me with who suggested this. Uh, this was from Steven Butler on Facebook. FB. All right. Shout out Steven. Um, he he told me to give him his top my top five things to smoke and or things that I want to smoke. I've never owned a smoker in my life. I've only eaten other people's smoked meats. But I've never I've never like been the guy to do it. I've always enjoyed the product of what other people do. Um but I'm I stuck to meat. Uh I'm a I'm a big meat guy. I love meat. <laughs> Sorry for the phrasing, I, folks. I thought, I thought Sean was going to be laughing louder the way, the way he was looking. Are you on mute right now? No, I tried not to. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you can you can find me for the long pause on the on the laugh nope. break there because there wasn't nope, a whole was lot of, of sound there. Um, but nope. so. These are the top five meats that I want to smoke, but slash also enjoy having at tailgates, get togethers, whatever, you know, barbecue. I don't have an honorable mention. Like these, this top five is, is kind of set for me. Um, but number five, I got Turkey. Turkey's hard to do, which is why it's further down on the list. Um, but if you do it right and it's still moist, um, smoked Turkey is fantastic. What what was so funny about that, Sean? Fuck moist off. meat. Yeah. Moist turkey meat. I digress. Number four, um, pork butt or shoulder. Um, anything you want to make pulled pork out of? Um, smoked pork. Delicious. Got to do some other stuff to it, but it's also probably one of the easier ones to do. Number three, I got me some chicken wangs. Preferably all drums, or wait, no, sorry, all flats, not all drums. No drums, all flats. All flats. Yes. Smoked and sauced, and however. Double dip, double char, baby. Double dip, double char, baby. <laughs> uh, number two, I did one. I did one in the oven for the first time, and it it was pretty good. Um, it was a little chewy, but uh, brisket delicious. Yeah, smoked brisket is one of my favorite things. Like the my number one and number two go back and forth all the time. Um, but brisket, I'll take that almost over almost anything um, that you have to offer. In highly, highly, highly contention with number one, ribs. Love me a good fall off the bone rib, smoked and sauced. I, I I like to get a little messy when I eat my ribs. <laughs> but uh That's most I, foods though, isn't it? I can stay pretty clean with most of this stuff, but like the the rib, I mean this is a little bit more involved. Maybe no, the chicken wings I get pretty messy too. But I always get the meat sweats. So always get the meat sweats. That's pretty good. I, um, since you, Tybo, have not had a smoker, I, uh, as an experienced 
meat smoker or just food smoker uh thought i would come up with my top five and i do have honorable mentions i'll start off with my hummus veggie mix um we take a bunch of like uh, zucchini squash onions bell peppers throw them in a bag marinate them with some oil and uh, other seasonings and then take uh, roasted garlic hummus throw that on the bottom of a foil pan throw the veggies on top let them smoke and boil in uh, I'm not a, really a hummus guy, but when you throw it on the smoker with these this veggie medley, it's nearly unbeatable. One I other love hummus, hummus is great. Yeah, love me um, some good bean paste. <laughs> oh, chickpeas! Uh, one more honorable mention: it's bacon burgers, bacon and burgers. They're fantastic burger, burger. to smoke. They're uh, it, it's really easy. It's very quick compared to most things. Um, good, mainly because it's a smaller cut, but you can get that nice, even central pink with the smoke ring. You can really get yourself a good burger. I've got a neighbor up uh, the road for me who grows apple trees. And whenever a limb dies, he cuts it and brings me down all his apple wood. Uh, and that's perfect for bacon and burgers. Uh, into my top five, queso. I've got a fantastic smoked queso recipe. Usually goes alongside when I make uh, barbecue nachos, whether it's brisket or pulled pork undefeated next at four i've got salmon salmon super easy it takes an hour or less um you can get that really good moist fish texture uh if you're a fish person uh salmon on the smoker one of the mermaid mermen and and mermaids if you're a fish person out there uh, number three wings you smoking your fish i do like to smoke your fish uh, number three is wings, uh, flats, obviously. I'll do a couple of drums, uh, but mainly flats. I've got a perfect homemade uh, buffalo sauce, undefeated, really, really good. Uh, double dip, double char, folks. So you put it on, and then once it's done, uh, you you char it, sauce it, char it, and then you sauce it one more time to plate. Um, second for me is pork shoulder, pork butt. Super simple. Don't have to do a whole lot to it. Uh, obviously, you inject it, uh, and then you hit it with the glaze when it's <laughs> almost done. It's great. But my favorite thing of all to smoke is ribs. Takes six hours maximum. You can. I've got a. Uh, it's like a three foot long smoker, two foot wide. I can really get about four racks on there if I want to on a good day, maybe five. Um, and man, it's ribs just, it's are just, the best, man. They're so ribs. good. And I've got my recipe down to a T. Like it doesn't take me much, but to be able to throw them on there and kind of get it done now. And I don't use a pellet smoker. This is a wood smoker, uh, so it takes a little bit more more work. Um, but yeah, hit that hit that glaze for the last hour, two hours. Wrap them, let them sit in a cooler for a little bit right before you serve, and it comes right off the bone, undefeated. I like the way I smell after I eat ribs. <laughs> Don't like the way I feel after I eat ribs, but I definitely what? like the way. Oh, I feel oh, awful. Man. Why? I feel awful. <laughs> I'm just I'm sweating. I have the I, I've got the meat sweats. It's more like grease and barbecue sauce coming out of my pores. It's just I eat way too much. I just feel uncomfortable. I, it it's a it's a triumphant feeling for me. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I don't use I don't use soap either. I just kinda like rinse off maybe like the moist towelettes and just like kind of bask in it for a little bit. Like this man <laughs> lives at famous days. I guarantee. Oh my God. Well, folks, that is Ty Bob and Tybo's top five for the week. You got a little extra dosage there. 
But we'll jump into our Sunday coverage of the Kansas City Chiefs as we play at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars for the noon slate. Um, this team seems to not be very good on their record, but they did give the Tennessee Titans fits, who we gave us fits last week as well. So they're a team to watch out for. Let's go over the injury report, report really quickly. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, we've had some not-so-good news over the last couple of days. McCole Hardman has been a non-participant on Wednesday and now Thursday, the day we are recording. He has an abdomen injury. Um, we don't know the extent. It was They would have released the information on if it was a non-football-related incident, and they have not released that. So it seems like it could be a culmination of some hits and work slash usage over the last few days. He's got uh, appendicitis. Next. Oh, he does have appendicitis. I did not. No, I did not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That. Asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, we didn't know about Clyde's bout last year. True. You know. True. It could have what come if up. They're, what if they're, they're if covering it was, this up a little bit? I mean, if it was appendicitis, he would have gone on the IR immediately. Um, because it would have appendicitis does require the surgery to take it out. Uh, which would have put him out for a minimum of six weeks. Um, so we we These could are probably super humans. they can get back in three. <laughs> Calm down. They are not Jamar Chase. Uh, another news for non-participant on Wednesday, but non-designation uh, on Friday on Thursday. So it was uh, it was a personal issue. Colin Saunders was a non-participant on Wednesday. Uh, not recorded for Thursday, so he must have practiced and been fine. Uh, there was only one more designation for a light practice this week, and that was Legereus Sneed with an knee injury. He did practice on Wednesday at full participant, but was a limited participant on Thursday. So not the best news there, but everybody else comes under full participation through the two two days that have had uh, some injury issues. There's Dion Bush with his knee, Jody Fortson with his quad. It's good to see him back as a full participant. Travis Kelsey with a neck issue, uh, Jarek McKinnon with a shoulder knee, and uh, Derek Nottie with his Achilles, uh, maybe just a slight pull. Uh, from that news, fellas, what is your expectation uh, or any concerns for Sunday's game? I think it's about that time of year where some of these veterans, some of the important guys on the team are having scheduled rest one one practice a week or so um i'm i'm hoping with how everybody views our uh medical staff like i don't personally know i don't have any experience like all i can just like go off of is hearsay but everybody says we have a really good medical staff um keeping these guys healthy and getting them getting them back to play at a reasonable time you know making sure that we're 100% um so I I hope that some of these issues are easily manageable, um, but Legereus' need definitely is concerning. You don't want to see him go out and have to just rely on rookies at the cornerback position. Um, as much veteran, solid veteran help that we can get in the secondary, I feel like is helpful for us. Um, Justin Reed, Juan Thornhill, Legereus' need, those three guys are pretty important to our defense, I would say. Um, and that, that goes well beyond just the play on the field, but like, you know, having, having people out there that know what's going on 
Um, it's somebody, if one of our rookie corners doesn't necessarily know what a, like a, a transition or a call was in like in game or mid play or before the play happens, you know, those guys are the ones that are pointing people in the right direction. So we need those guys out there for sure. I don't want to just rely on rookies in the secondary because that's a recipe for disaster in the playoffs. Outside of Trent McDuffie, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird to see McCullough on there. Just saying abdominal, abdominal, whatever, ab soreness. Abdominable. Can't talk right now. Weird seeing him with ab soreness, but Andy said they're checking it out. They're seeing what they can do with them. They're running tests. So More room for Gadarius Tony. I'm, yeah, look for him to come I in think, and a lot more snaps. Yeah, I think we're good at receiver. A lot of videos and pictures on sideline of practice this week of Kadarius being right along Patrick Mahomes' side as well. So it's good to see that he is forcing the issue and getting himself involved to make sure that he's up to speed on playbook and chemistry so that he can be on the field uh, come game time. Uh, real quick to run through uh, Jacksonville. They've only got two players listed. Evan Ingram tied in with a back injury, light participation on Wednesday and Thursday. And secondly, Rashawn Jenkins, the safety who is in concussion protocol. He was a non-participant on Wednesday with light participation on Thursday. So not a lot from them. Rashawn uh, Jenkins would be a big miss. Seems like Evan Ingram will be all right. Uh, he's their main primary target when it comes to passing outside of Christian Kirk. Uh, so keep your eyes uh, there as well for the game. Um, with that, given the injury report, what are our expectations on offense given last week's struggles going into this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Expect this to be a rebound game for the run game. Um, don't expect to see Pat throw the ball 68 times. Yeah, just look for them to utilize all the receivers a little bit more. Uh, more gadget plays, more quick outs, just get the ball in playmaker's hands and have them do what they do best. In his press conference, uh, or during the press conference, Eric Bieniemy was up on the podium and kind of gave the same sentiment that they need to start running the ball more. I thought it was uh, kind of odd because he is the play caller. Um, so, you know, he should be the one to make that call instead of saying what they need to do. Um and, you know, we're not real high on the running backs that we have. Obviously, Pacheco is young, and uh, we think that uh, he can do quite a few good things if given uh, enough touches. But, you know, we've seen our running backs handle 11 to 15 rushing attempts in a game before, and we've seen great success. <clears throat> do you see us getting back there uh, and having these young young guys in the backfield have those amount of those amount of, of attempts. So don't forget and understand that even with how bad we played in the run game last last game, that's great film. That's great tape for them to go over that. Those are great teaching moments for this uh, coaching staff to, to coach up these running backs. And I think, I think after a week of, you know, pounding some certain things into their head. Like I, I feel like it's going to be a completely different showing against the Jaguars for one and hopefully the rest of the season, but the Jaguars are the team to turn that around on. Like 
if there's a if there's a team left on the schedule that we know for sure that our offense can get rolling against, it's these Jaguars, and um, we're we're going to be. I feel like I feel like we're going to be tough enough on defense that you know we're going to get to we're going to get to work through things. We're going to get to try some things on offense um, that definitely help us for the the last half of the season. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Should we expect to see a hundred yard runner on Sunday? No, no, fifty to sixty tops, <laughs> and maybe we have a hundred like collectively, Total. but yeah. not, not we're not gonna have a hundred yard rusher. The only way we have a hundred yard rusher is if somebody breaks off an eighty yard run or something. Yeah, and we should obviously expect Travis Kelsey to get back to his normal ways of not dropping passes and pat to kind of hit him yo uh, 10 for 17 isn't that bad like we he struggled a little bit but i I mean 10 catches in a game is is for the most part good like no it it is really good um and it wasn't a slight uh, you know those sorts of games happen especially when you've been playing for for 10 plus years should we expect continue so you know given travis's probably resurgence coming into uh jacksonville's game versus the tennessee game should we also expect to see juju continuing to take that large role that he did and taking you know uh was it 12 targets 10 catches with 88 yards should should we expect to continue to see that sort of gameplay from juju oh yeah he was the guy coming in pretty much doing what Travis was doing, finding the, finding the soft spots and going wherever he needed to go. He is building that chemistry with Pat so well right now, and he's becoming a favorite target for Pat. So look for him to get a lot of looks this weekend as well. So um, I, I saw somebody, it might've been How About Them Chiefs, um, but I saw someone do some film review on MBS specifically, because he only had one catch in the Titans game and I know you and others, you know, might be upset with the, like his level of play or production at this point. Um, but I, from the stands, I wasn't necessarily like focused, focused on him, but I was like occasionally trying to look his way. I thought he wasn't able to get separation, but um, the film review that I saw somebody that somebody else do, um, I'll try to find it, um, was saying when MBS was open, Pat was either under pressure or just looking a different way. So um, I think without McColl there, it gives a little bit of room for other guys to get involved. Kadarius Tony's routes look just as good as anybody else's on the team. So I don't know if it's just Juju and Travis for this next game. I think, like I mean, Sean said it earlier, I, I feel like there's going to be quite a bit of receivers involved in this game because that's when we're – mixing it up and we have the defense on their heels and they don't know where it's coming from. That's when the chiefs are playing their best ball. So like, this is the, this has to be the team in Arrowhead, no less that, you know, we kind of look to correct some things like metaphor would be in, in high school wrestling. Whenever I went up against someone who was, you know, nowhere near like, you know, possible going to state or whatever. Like I, I was, I had a pretty decent record. They would never let us just go in there and like pin them. We would have to like work some offensive moves. Like they would, they would like have like a takedown quota for us, like every round my coaches and like 
So this is the type of team that we're not just going to, we're not going to go to Travis and like, we're not going to just stick to what we know works. We're going to try some things. Like we're going to, we have to, we have to, we have to know that so that somebody else can take the pressure off of Travis and Juju last year. It was Travis and Tyreek. And, you know, I'm not saying that's the same player, but, if there's only two guys that we're targeting in our offense, that's when we get just so trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, and I've never been the biggest proponent of, of MVS. I actually trash talked him quite a bit coming over from green Bay. I think he's been a much better player in this Kansas city offensive system than he was in green Bay. It may just be super limited in, in, Packerville. Um, I think his separation is much better this season than it has been in previous, uh, which is very surprising. Um, and I think it helps continue to keep others open, although I'm not super happy with his production or what he can do. And I'd be just perfectly fine letting him leave with McColl being out. Should we expect to see um, a guy like Kadarius Tony, who's clearly been working um to get in, should we see him take McColl, you know, given the information that we have with McColl most likely being out as a non-participant uh, or even a limited participant in the game, should we see Kadarius Tony take over McColl's role and then possibly even overstep MVS in this game? That's, that's exactly what I was thinking when I was looking at the way he played in the Titans game. He could, he's going to, I feel bad for Sky Moore specifically out of all the receivers, but I feel like, he could – and he's going to carve his own role, I feel like. It's not necessarily – I don't think he's going to be the same type of guy as McColl because I think they'll still give McColl those jet sweeps and and other things around the goal line. Um, but as far as wide, wide receiver death chart, I feel like he can bring a level of play that just jumps everybody else, and he he's out there with Juju a lot of the time. I, I feel like that could easily happen as long That's as he stays show. healthy. That's fine, Sean. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think um, what, like, I do feel bad for Sky, but I think people to put too many expectations on him. You tell me if I'm wrong, Sean. Like, everybody expected him to come in and be like wide receiver number one, wide receiver number two by the end of the year. And I know we kind of had high expectations for him, uh, but I also wanted to temper those because he is young. He's learning Andy Reid's offense. And it's, it's very surprising if Kadarius Tony can come in and kind of overstep him, how quickly he can get the playbook down and get involved. Um, but I think we should have expected more that, that sky was going to be uh, that project player to come in and within a couple of years, be able to go into that role. Um, you know, he's been a receiver his entire career, whereas McColl played DB in Georgia up through his sophomore year, if I remember correctly. And so um, I think he's just got a little bit more of those uh, tangibles that are innate versus what in, uh, McColl. That's why McColl can't catch. <laughs> That's exactly why he can't catch. He's a freaking DB. Yeah, I think this guy's just taking his time getting used to it. They may just be holding him out to really let him learn the offense a little bit more, come in be a big part next year. Darius Tony has worked with Mike Kafka, so he is similar with how they want to run things there. 
he's gonna be getting open as much as he can. They're getting him the ball in the Titans game anyways, in open space, letting him go. And just look for Sky Moore to share a lot more snaps with Darius Tony during this next game. Well, look look at how much Patrick developed sitting a year on the bench. Okay. It's not I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it it just it sucks a little bit for him because he's not getting as much of the full speed game like game speed experience, but he's still developing and with the ball in his hands, we know he can be good. We've seen we've seen him catch the ball and maneuver not even just through open space, but through like a field of guys around him. Like he can he can be dynamic with the ball, no doubt. So I, I think just right now, Kadarius Tony, that level of play is what we need in this offense. So and there was somebody, it was either Dan Harms or how about those Chiefs that put out um, something on Kadarius Tony's routes. They went through all his routes. Uh, when I when I re-looked at that film, it looked like he had two to three yards of separation every route. And it wasn't a lot of routes. He was only on the field for nine of the 100 snaps. But the few routes that he did have looked like he was working real hard. Um, let's jump over to the defensive side. Um, what are some of the expectations that we should have given – um, the amazing defensive stands that we had uh, against the Titans in the second half. One first down in 10 drives. I think they had a total of 10 yards the entire second half. Look for our defense to show up and show out. Uh, the Jags are averaging 22.1 points per game so far this year. And the Chiefs are giving up 23.6 per game. So they're not even averaging as much as we are giving up every game. So look for them to come out and ready to go and stop the Jaguars offense. I think we know the formula of success for this defense and it's bringing those blitzes every now and then uh, keeping Trevor Lawrence moving back there. Um, He's known to fumble the ball. So I, I expect something to happen let's 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 get it let's get back in the turnover differential column here on the positive side um but i i think the i think the d line somebody's somebody's going to get one or two sacks like somebody is going to have a day maybe like you know the obvious answer would be chris jones but i feel like he's been getting he's been having a harder time with double teams lately so um Karloftis, Dunlap, let's see somebody else step up against a, you know, mediocre offense. Let's let's put Trevor Lawrence in the dirt. I think as long as we can keep uh, get an early lead and then keep that flowing, uh, it'll be it'll be pretty easy for this Chiefs defense um, because we know how the Jaguars like to operate. It's much like the Tennessee Titans; they really lean on Travis Etienne back there. Uh, and so, you know, being able to take kind of take them out of their comfort zone with the run game um, and make them pass either way, I think uh, our defense is set up for success this week. Um, what are some things that we should not be expecting from this offense? I'm not expecting us to have the long drawn out drives of over 10 plays. That happened a lot this past game and I'm ex- in the beginning of the year, most of the games I remember seeing, we had scoring drives of less than 10 plays in multiple games. 
So look for them to get going or not. Yeah. Look for them to get going early, score fast and make sure our defense is the one leading us, stopping the Jaguars and letting us score as fast as possible. I would say don't expect the offensive line to have it 100% fixed right away. Um, Jacksonville has a decent um, front four. So Pat's still probably going to move around a little bit, but we need to, we need to adapt. We need to kind of mold our offense around, you know, who we know we are and, have have certain things in place like different different alerts or checkdowns or whatever you want to call it, but different things put in place um, as an outlet for Pat when we get pressure from like the the common spots that we've been getting pressure. I want to go along the lines uh, with Sean's not to expect. Don't expect the long drives. Most most importantly, don't expect our offense to be on the field for a majority of this game. Um, if we're going to run the ball, which may be more, I still think we're able to disguise it well enough uh, against Jacksonville um, to be able to create those big bang, bang plays, get on the field, get off the field. So uh, I would expect uh, not expect probably more than uh, maybe 60 snaps for the offense. Who are some players that need to be watched? One player on offense, one player on defense for this game against the Jaguars. Who do you want to go first? You, you seem ready to go. <laughs> uh, let's watch Trent McDuffie on defense. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't given up a whole lot, if anything. Um, in 45 snaps. So that number and sample size is still low. So the tape is not quite out on him just yet. Let's see. Let's see if he can keep it up. Player to watch on offense. I'm just, I'm just going to take it. Kadarius Tony. If he plays any, any significant uh, snap share, um, he's going to make an impact out there. So. All right. For defense, we're going to look at Colin Saunders. MU. Yeah. <laughs> that was going to be my. <laughs> looked like he had a great game last week. He did not practice Wednesday for personal reasons, but look for him to be ready to play and have a few more opportunities to go out there and make an impact. Time will check mine for offense. So uh, let's go with MBS. A lot of to- trash talking on him earlier. If he wants to stay with the Chiefs, he's got to start proving it at some point. I'm fine and with him taking a backseat. He's going to take a backseat, <laughs> but I mean, if he wants to do it for himself, you might as well try to do this now so you can actually have a better chance of getting a better contract with the next team you go to as well. Oh, man. Well, Sean took mine for defense. Colin Saunders is definitely a guy that everybody needs to watch for, I think, uh, with uh, Derek Nadi having the uh, being on the injury chart, obviously Colin Saunders was as well, but for non-injury reasons. Um, man, for defense, watch Willie Gay. Man, this is a running team that likes to pass on the short game. He's going to be covering those uh, those short intermediate routes. He's going to be covering Travis at the end. So uh, watch watch Willie Gay fly across the field. Um, 
on offense, uh, watch Juju, man. If you, <laughs> I was, I thought you were about to say, OB, we all just picked receivers here. <laughs> no, man. I think, I think, um, I think Juju is going to lead the team in, in, uh, receptions and in yards this week. Obviously Travis is the go-to guy. Uh, but he has been pulling Juju has been pulling his weight far more than any of us expected. Um, it's contract year. He's going to try and stay in Kansas city as best as possible or get the money. Regardless, I uh, expect him to have one hell of a game against Jacksonville. If we can get out of this game, get like have a, a game where Travis doesn't have to put up big numbers. Like maybe he has like one or two catches and then somebody else or other people are taking the load off him, let's do it, please. Because if we keep working him the way we're working him at, at 30, whatever years old, like he's going to, he's going to get hurt. Got to take the usage down a little bit. Can't end up with a Russell Westbrook at tight end. <laughs> I mean, easy, easier comparison, Gronk. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't like that either. Uh, to, to wrap us up here really quickly, boys, uh, let's get to our keys of the game. Keys of the game for defense for me, stop the big chunk plays. That's what kills us every week for some reason. Get off the field on third downs, but mainly stop those big chunk plays. The Titans, that's the only reason they scored last week. Just and defense? Try. I was waiting, but you were going to say something, Tybo. <laughs> Giving you a second, man. For offense, play like it's an important game. I know like they, they love to come out there and play down to their opponent, but it still matters. First place could be up for grabs, grabs in the AFC this week. My offensive key to the game, rhythm and play calling. I talked about it a lot in the in the last review show. Um, this is the team that we got to get it going. We got to figure ourselves out a little bit more, okay? We got figured out in the last game. They, I mean, I know Pat had a untimely interception again. That stuff doesn't usually happen, but they, they played us well on defense. I'm not going to say, like, everybody's got us figured out now, but we got we to gotta figure some things out ourselves and make sure that we have a good offensive script going into this game. Oh, oh, defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you. Uh, <laughs> um, so this is going to be kind of like a player to watch, but the key to the one of the keys to this game is going to be, I'll say linebacker play in general, but specifically Nick Bolton. Um, there has been some tape from this year where Nick Bolton has played kind of head scratching. We need him to have a good game. We need him to be a leader of this defense. So the linebacker play is huge. Um, I feel like outside of that, like the, the D-line has brought a decent level of play. The, the play calling on defense with the exotic blitzes has worked well for us. But when our linebackers aren't playing well, our defense isn't playing well, period. So that's, that's the defensive key for me. Offensively, uh, for me, uh, it's going to be consistency. Uh, kind of going along the lines with with Sean there. Um, 
just consistency, making sure that we're moving at the good pace. Um, that that's with blocks, that's with running routes, that's with Patrick Mahomes' timing uh, to receivers, and uh, just making sure that there there's consistency across all formats uh, of of the game on that side of the ball. Defensively, um, gap control. Gap control, gap control, gap control. Making sure that the holes are plugged or we're pushing uh, the open areas to where linebackers uh, slash safeties will be over the top uh, to stop the run. Um, Do that, run games controlled, and uh, they'll have to rely on the pass with a bust of a quarterback. Big bust. Bust. Supposed to be the second coming of Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and what has he turned out to be? Ryan Leaf. I blame the long hair. Gotta be. He's too, too, trying to be too much sunshine off Remember the Titans. Well, folks, we've got a, a heck of a game coming up. Like I said, do not take this Jacksonville team lightly. Their, their team is better than what their record shows. Uh, and you can see that in the Tennessee Titans game uh, that they played a few weeks ago. Uh, it is a noon kickoff. G-E-H-A field at Arrowhead Stadium. Make sure your butts are in seats because you never want to miss a Chiefs game. Make sure to catch us back next week on Wednesday when we come back with our post-game review of how it went. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs!